Snowboard Banter. I'm Anthony Tedesco, and I've been snowboarding for a little over a year, and I'd like to be your guide and partner as we jump into the world of snowboarding together here on the show. Each week, we'll be covering topics throughout the realm of snowboarding with a bit of input from my own experiences in a progressive fashion. First, we'll start with the basics. Why choose snowboarding? How to pick your own board? Things to consider, among other things. In later episodes, we'll be jumping into more on-the-mountain tips to help with your own riding skills and everything in between. With each episode, I want to help you grow your skills and knowledge alongside my own because I am fairly new to this as well. I can't wait to start this journey with you all. Let's get carving. Hello and welcome to episode two of Board Banter. I'm Anthony Tedesco and I'm super excited to have you listening with me today. Now the date is currently the 22nd of November and snow season down here in Southern California is quickly ramping up. I know that in Northern California, the ski resorts up there have opened already like Mammoth Mountain and uh, Tahoe. Both of their resorts up there have been pretty much covered in snow already with these most recent storms that have come through the state. Uh, But down here, we're still biding our time, still waiting. In the next few days, I think it's the 25th actually, uh, Big Bear Mountain, the local resort for me, will be opening soon. In today's episode, I'll be covering just a few things that are essential to starting your first snowboard trip. Number one is making sure that you have your appropriate gear. After that, I'll go over how to properly suit yourself up and get your gear strapped in. And shortly after that, we'll be going over how to actually get yourself up on the mountain. And I'll be taking a quick break as well to tell a quick story about the importance of going through this snowboard journey with people around you, with friends or family, um, because it's, it's really crucial to your overall experience, especially as you are first getting started. All right, let's kick it off with the conversation about gear. In my last episode, I know I talked about Uh, a brief description of the kind of gear that you need to bring with you in terms of clothing. Uh, But just to reiterate, you'll need a hard shell jacket and hard shell pants. Uh, What I mean by hard shell is it's the type of material that is going to be windproof and waterproof to keep you uh, warm and dry from the elements. Um, But you're also going to want to bring at least one other layer of warm clothing to go underneath those hard shells because typically... Uh, shell clothing is not going to keep you warm, so you're going to want to layer up just a little bit, uh, but do make sure to check the uh, daily temperature for the location that you're going to because you don't want to be too hot or too cold. Um, I've made the mistake of overlayering many a times, and I've essentially cooked myself on the mountain in about an hour and a half, and then you're just miserable because if you sweat too much, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be out in the cold air, and if you sweat a lot that sweat is just going to end up making you even colder in the long run. It's it's a weird cycle of hot and cold with overlayering. So just play it safe. And it's always better to just underlayer if you're in between on whether or not you should add an extra shirt or an extra pair of pants or sweatpants. Just want to make sure that you are comfortable, but not too warm. We'll, we'll put it that way. Another crucial part of the gear that you're going to want to have with you on the mountain is again, I know that I spoke about it just a little bit in my last episode, but you're going to want a helmet. And I also did fail to mention that you should try to look into getting wrist guards if you're what if you want to take that extra step of safety because you're going to be falling a lot as a beginner. Um, it's something that I did a lot, and it is not fun at all to fall down hard on your wrists and possibly injure yourself. Uh, my very first trip up on a snowboard, I nearly broke my wrist uh, because the snow was not. The snow wasn't good that day either. It was basically snowboarding on ice, but that's besides the point. Um, and until you get good 
and comfortable in terms of how to protect yourself when you fall on a snowboard, you're more than likely going to be falling onto your wrists or your chest or your butt. You just don't want to take any extra or any unnecessary risks um, in these first few days of getting comfortable on your board. So I highly, highly recommend helmet, of course, and wrist guards. Uh, but the helmet, of course, you're never going to want to pass up on a helmet. Um, the amount of times that I've, um, you know, shredded down the mountain going probably faster than I should and hit an edge or lost my balance and just starfished myself out and smacked my head on the ground. It's too many times to count. It's a it's a great laugh, honestly, once you make it out alive and un, unscathed. But, you know, without a helmet, that's not going to be the case. So just wear that helmet you know, to make it through so you don't hurt yourself because nobody wants to get hurt. And we can also assume that once you're arrived at the mountain, you're going to be picking yourself up um, boots and a snowboard to get yourself ready to go for the day. Uh, for the sake of this first conversation, we'll be assuming that you don't have your own boots and snowboard. So typically you'll just be renting from either a local shop or the resort that will have their own options for rentals as well. And for my listeners that are looking to get some more information on their purchasing their own gear, I will do a further deep dive in detail in a future episode, most likely the next episode, on the nitty-gritty of, again, buying your own snowboard, your own boots and bindings so that you can really hone, uh, really fill out your own kit. All right, so now that we've talked about the gear that we'll be needing and the essentials in terms of that, uh, let's assume that we've gotten our rental gear, we have our, our snowboard and our boots ready to go. We're at the base of the mountain and, you know, for a first time, you might be very apprehensive about what you're getting yourself into, but don't worry. We'll take it step by step and we'll walk you through how, how to get started. So with your boots on, you're going to want to make sure that they are tight, but not too tight, um, snug around the ankle and with a little bit, just a tiny bit of room around the toes. You want your toes to be pushed up against the boot, but not uncomfortable. Now, before we get ourselves strapped onto the board, I know it might be tempting to get ahead of yourself, but it's important to make sure that you can identify what your lead foot will be on the board. Now, there's an easy test you can do where you can have yourself either be pushed forward uh, gently by a friend, or you can make yourself just lean forward and fall. And whatever foot that you put out in front of you to catch yourself, whatever that first foot is, that's going to be the front foot that you strap onto the board. You could also go by the conventional wisdom of having your foot be the one that is the opposite of your main hand. So personally, I am a right-handed person, but my right foot goes forward, which is called goofy foot. Um, typically, right-handed people will be left foot forward and vice versa for left-handed people with the right foot. But goofy means that I am fully right side dominant. It's not the end of the world, but it's what's comfortable for me. So once you have that figured out, you're going to want to strap in your front boot into the binding of the board. So you're going to step your foot down into the bed of the binding. There are two sets of straps. You're going to want to ratchet them down. One's around your ankle and one is around the toe of your boot. Make sure that they're snug. And most people would say, oh, how do I get around if I'm strapping in my back foot? You're not going to want to strap in that back foot. You're going to want to leave that back foot free so that you can push yourself around on the snow, kind of like you're on a skateboard. So you're just going to slide yourself in whatever direction you need to go. I recommend small little baby steps so you don't get yourself going too fast before you know how to stop yourself. But it's really just a sliding motion where you widen your stance and push off from the back, and then you just let the motion of the board carry you forward. That's all there is really to it. You call it skating, but that's how you get around when you're not going down the mountain on a flat surface. 
It's also important just to practice this pushing motion so that you can get comfortable with the feeling of the board moving underneath you because for a lot of people, it's going to be a very foreign sensation. So like I said, um, you're going to want to push the front foot. And the next step you can do after you push actually is to step your free foot back onto the board and go a couple feet with both feet in contact with the board. Again, just to further increase your comfortability with you know taking a small baby step from just strapping in to pushing yourself a little bit to actually stepping up on the board and moving in a direction. Now with the sense of the board moving underneath you, you can take this into the next step of getting on the chairlift. Now it might be scary for some people. I know it was very scary for me. Um, but it, you, I mean, what are you going to do? Not get on the chairlift to get to the top of the mountain after you've made this whole trip? Like I think it's one of those things where you just kind of have to do it. So you're going to want to skate in line. You're going to want to go through the kiosk that's going to let you get to the chair or however your resort operates. You're going to slide yourself up behind a one of the chairlifts, wait for the operator to tell you when to go. You're going to want to stand yourself in perpendicular fashion to the seat of the chair. You're going to want to be facing yourself up the mountain with your board um, also facing up there with you. You're basically standing sideways, we'll put it that way. As the chair approaches, you'll be leaning backwards into the chair and the chair will just scoop you up and you sit down as soon as you feel the chair touch your legs and that's pretty much it and you'll be whisked away on your way up to the top of the mountain. Before I go into the next section of how to get yourself down the mountain safely, I'd like to take a second to just share my feelings on snowboarding as a whole with uh, friends and partners and family members um, and just how important it is, at least in my eyes, to include other people with you on these trips because it really just, it makes the entire experience if you're doing this, like you're going full send, you're doing the entire thing, you want to push yourself to be a better snowboarder or if you're just going up um, on individual trips, it, just having other people there with you makes the whole experience that much more fun. Um, you know, also there's a practical element too. There's added safety of having others around you. If something were to happen, you have somebody else who can contact anybody for help if someone were to get hurt, for example. But aside from that, having the, just having good company makes any snowboard or ski trip too, if you're into that as a general, just snow sports are really special with others around you, um, making memories. Um, also there's just an added layer of fun, you know? Um, for me, when I was getting my footing in snowboarding and getting more comfortable with every trip that I took, I was always with some friends. And I think having just some buddies with you, at least for me, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. I was willing to do things um, that were not in the comfort zone. I was more willing to uh, go faster or try out some little ground tricks once I had really gotten myself comfortable with snowboarding. Um, just I was able to feel safe and feel like I was sharing a fantastic experience with others around me. And I think that's just really important. So I highly recommend that you go with a friend or a family or a loved one or a partner, because I think it just, it multiplies the experience for yourself and for the other person. And, you know, the age old adage of, you know, everything is better with friends. You can't really go wrong with that. And I think it applies to snowboarding as well. Um, on top of that, too, you're going to have stories to tell with your friends when you get older. You're going to, you know, 
have more laughs. You'll take pictures. You'll make those memories. Like I said, um, it's just, it's really important. And for me, I'm a very social person and I like making connections with people. So, um, it's just, it, it, for me, it just makes the experience that much more important and impactful. And I think it's something to consider if you're not in a position to always go with friends, maybe you can make some friends on the mountain, but I really recommend that you do it because there's nothing else quite like it. It's a whole, I'm just going to say it again, it's just a whole fantastic experience and bring you with friends, bring your friends along with you. It, it makes it that much better. So um, that's just my heartfelt opinion right now. My little segment right here, I really, really think it's awesome. So I encourage you listeners to get a buddy and go get on the snowboard and just have a blast and be safe, of course. All right. And with that message out of the way, we take ourselves back to the top of the mountain. We assume that we are going to still be on the chairlift from this time that we left off. As you approach the unloading dock, you will do the actions that you performed to get on the chairlift, but in reverse. You're going to want to position the board um, straight forward uh, towards the ramp that you're going to be getting off. And all you really have to do is contact the board with the ramp, plant your back foot, and stand up. And at this point, we will hope that you're comfortable enough with being on the board um, with your free foot from the skating practice that I mentioned before. Uh, We'll hope that you're comfortable with just being on the moving board so that way you can get off the chairlift safely. But it's not uncommon for you to take a spill. It's okay. It's always really funny. Just if you fall off, keep your head down so you don't get smacked in the head by the chair as it goes around. Um, But once you've offloaded from the chair, you're going to want to find a nice spot to sit yourself down and get ready to strap yourself in because there's a whole mountain to get down. But have no fear. It shouldn't be too hard especially if you've already practiced on the base of the mountain. Again, like I said, I'm going to keep repeating myself. It's very important that you just get comfortable with the feeling of the board. But anyways, let's say you sit yourself down. You're going to want to strap in your back foot to your binding, just as you did your front foot. And most people, when they first start out, you'll start out in a sitting position. Once you've strapped yourself in, you're going to want to just try and stand yourself up. Uh, typically facing down the mountain is a lot easier to get your bearings to before you start moving. But once you're on the board standing up, you'll notice how you'll notice how gravity is going to start pulling you towards the slope of the mountain. Now, it's important to note that around your board, your snowboard, there are metal edges, and those are used essentially as your points of contact in terms of creating friction for the board to stop moving. So once you're standing up facing down the mountain, I recommend to just kind of shift your weight around and see what it feels like. If you lean to your right, where is your board going to take you? If you lean to the left, how is that going to move you? And if you tip your toes downwards, if you flex your ankles forward, you're going to move forward. And how is that going to feel? And if you pull your feet up, tilt your your ankles back, the board is going to slow itself down. It's important to know that in these early stages of getting moving on the board, it's totally fine to keep yourself facing down the mountain and your feet also pointing that direction with the tips of the boards, uh, the board parallel to the sides of the run. Uh, we call this the falling leaf technique. It's what all beginners should get started on, where you are going to keep yourself in a forward-facing uh, position down the mountain and just play with the feeling of gravity pulling you left and right, forward and back with your feet. And it's an easy way to get comfortable with how to control your speed. Um, it's very easy to overcommit on your 
on on speeding up or slowing down. So in this falling leaf position, you're not going to be putting yourself in a fully um, streamlined, we'll call it, position to where the board can just take off. Because there'll be times where you might you might go a little too far left or too far right in terms of the way that you're pointing your board, and it will just want to rocket you straight down the mountain. So starting with the board parallel to the mountain, um, it will allow you to to get down the mountain in a controlled and safe and not terrifying manner, which is very important in these first days. The main takeaway of learning this falling leaf technique is to notice how the board moves, where your points of contact in terms of the edges of the board are, in terms of where they are on your feet, and how they interact with the mountain. If you tilt yourself forward and you remove contact, from let's say the backside, assuming that you stood up and you're planting your heels down, if you remove that contact point, the board is going to slide forward. And in order to slow down, you're going to want to tilt those heels back and increase the contact on the edge of the board. So it's important just to recognize how to speed up, how to slow down, and you're just going to want to shift your weight forward and back, left and right until you get to the bottom of the mountain. And you're just going to repeat that process. for joining me here this week on Board Banter. I hope you learned a lot and I can't wait to talk to you all again next week. I'm Anthony Tedesco and you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter all at Board Banter Pod. That's B-O-A-R-D-B-A-N-T-E-R-P-O-D. Please don't hesitate to drop a follow or comment and remember to subscribe to me wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you here next week on Board Banter. Board Banter.